feature presentation. Welcome back to another Untitled Movie Review at TIFF 2022. I am one of your hosts, Matt Roybeck, alongside. He's allergic to tomatoes, but he is tomato meter approved. Eric Marchin. Matt, I am uh, I'm feeling uh, stiff right now and uh, <laughs> getting out of the Royal Alexandra uh, Theater after seeing Darren Aronofsky's nearly two-hour adaptation of Samuel D. Hunter's uh, The Whale, starring uh, Brendan Fraser, Sadie Sink, Samantha Morton, uh, Hong Chow um, and Ty Simpkins so um, it's one of those films where I think it's going to be very interesting to discuss uh, what the movie is versus what You're the expectations are. You're getting a raw opinion are. this time yeah. because this is the first time we've actually had a little bit of time after the movie Yeah, because we're, we're recording this like right as we got out of the premiere. The Q&A is probably still happening yeah. as we bolted. Darren did um, not wear a scarf. I was a little disappointed. No, he looked good in his suit yeah. and sneakers. Though. He looks like Christian Bale, man. Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. I love Darren Aronofsky. I do too. Um, but let's get right into it. Yeah, we just got out of the premiere. Uh, you're getting our raw reactions. We had no time to really sit on it other than uh, just kind of talking as we walked over Well, we here, did a lot of sitting. but just, We did. Yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. Before we get going, the Royal Alex. Love the venue. It's a nice Beautiful little mini, theater. mini Princess of Wales. You put yeah. it very... Uh, Succinctly. Uh, yeah. Uh, but the leg room, pretty bad. Especially Awful. when I have a backpack. I, I have nowhere to put it. I just have to hold it in between my legs yeah. the whole movie. Um, but... That being said, uh, you can tell a movie is 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 good there when you still enjoy it, even if you have terrible leg room um, and are cramped and your ass is numb. So yeah, let's get right into it. <laughs> it it's it's one yeah it's 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 totally it's it's interesting going into this because you know when it was first announced, um, you know Darren Aronofsky is such a visceral filmmaker when it comes to all aspects whether it be the sound design of a movie yeah. uh the visuals often when he's paired with someone like cinematographer matthew libatique who's the cinematographer on this you expect a certain amount of kinetic style but also something that is deeply disturbing yeah um here we're seeing aronofsky play to samuel d hunter's um original theater production yeah he's he's, he's going from you know stage to screen and keeping it more traditional. I mean, even Aronofsky, when he did the introduction, said, you know, if he had made this, you know, 10 years ago, or maybe when he was a little bit younger, it would have maybe been a bit more abrasive yeah. in its, its style. So he's gotten softer with age, essentially. Yeah. A little bit. Not in a bad way. But, but. but I think that ultimately works for what this movie yeah. is. So essentially you have uh, Brendan Fraser, who plays Charlie, a severely obese man living in his home in Idaho, um, mourning the loss of his partner and trying to reconnect uh, with his younger daughter, Ellie, played by Sadie Sink. Who he's been estranged with for eight years. Right? Yeah, and uh, Hong Chao plays a uh, caretaker who um, visits him from time to time to help him in terms of you know getting him groceries. Uh, making sure that he is as comfortable as he can be, even though he should be going to the hospital uh, at this time when we're introduced to him because the course of the story takes place over a week. Um, we see that he is struggling. His blood pressure is beyond through the roof. Um, it takes a moment to get used to the fat suit that Brendan Fraser is is wearing. I don't even like saying the word fat suit, but like no, the, pros like, yeah. the prosthetics yeah. 
um, and and makeup is and in terms of the, the physicality of the performance um, is is there. I guess the makeup is the the best term, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and and so with that, you know, you're supposed to kind of be both repulsed and feel sympathy and empathetic but at the same time you know it is pushing you to be honest i think there's there's there is a key theme theme there yeah. about speaking your truth and yeah. being completely upfront with somebody and trying to find a peace with that and you know the film is what it is it's it's not if you're going in thinking you're going to get, you know, a uh, mother or the wrestler, the wrestler yeah. or, you know, Requiem for a Dream, Black Swan, Black Swan, you're not going to get any of those, even though thematically some of them do connect. I think obviously the wrestler specifically, not just because yeah. they're both, you know, TW and they're about having heart disease. Well, well, <laughs> heart heart di- disease. well, well like I mean, heart problems, heart problems, but also the idea of, you know, when that movie was being released, uh, the wrestler it was about the resurrection yeah. of Mickey Rourke, a comeback. Yeah, that's true. Brendan Fraser and the Playing way that a troubled man. Too, yes. Right? Yeah. And, and the way that this film has been sort of, you know, marketed so far is the idea of the reintroduction of Brendan Fraser, a way we haven't seen him before. Yeah. Um, and, and he's obviously the clear highlight of the yeah, movie. He I gives think. the performance of his life yeah, in this absolutely. movie and you can feel the pain, the depression, the 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 joy in yeah. moments, the the positivity yeah. of the character coming through, and it's everything that I think Brendan Fraser has been always capable of, and you've seen Absolutely. it in other movies like, um, you know, even even something like Blast from the Past, but you know, School Ties, The Quiet American, Gods and Monsters, it's always been there, but you know, Hollywood has always tried to put him in that kind of leading man status yeah. kind of thing whether it be since George the mummy the and george of the jungle, jungle yeah you know dudley do right things oh, yeah. like that yeah, yeah. so um yeah it's it, it's it's a it's a centerpiece a a, a showpiece a vehicle yeah. for him and as a chamber piece it's it's okay but I, it's yeah i totally agree yeah yeah I, i'm a thousand percent with you where um i love darren aronofsky um i even like something like noah which i know many people uh, Which is Aaron, Aronofsky uh, maybe like too extreme. Yeah, totally. But you know? I, I kind of was all yeah. in on it. Like no um, rock monsters I, in this one. When you go into Noah not knowing that there are rock monsters, and then you see rock monsters, I was like, I'm all in on this. Um, yeah, you know, I, I think this might be a personal thing too. But I know I think we're kind of in the same boat. But when um, stage plays get adapted uh, to the screen. Um, when they're very straight adaptations, like a single location, it never really leaves that space, and it feels very stagey, both in its cinematography, its performances. Um, I, I have a hard time getting behind of why it was made into a movie, and I understand that because that's a little hypocritical. Because I also I make the argument often for bad movies and bad adaptations for things like from video games and comic books and different things like that. And I go, well, it opens it up to a whole new audience that wouldn't necessarily have played the video game or done this. And it, you could say the same about uh, the stage play. Maybe you're just not a, a live theater person, or maybe you don't have access to go see it based on where it's playing at the time. Like it's not something that's going to be on Broadway constantly or something no. like that so i understand that but um when these things get adapted to movies i kind of crave something cinematic from them or something that kind of not necessarily elevates the play but makes it well it um, is from elevation pictures here in Canada. sure nice um but something that kind of makes it 
feel like a movie and not a stage play. Right. Like we talk about the uh, the father quite a bit. That was something um, I was going to bring up where it did something different. Yeah, with, with the, the editing concept. and the yeah. flashbacks, or or not even flashbacks, but use in in and the uh, idea of a of a both a, 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 a chamber piece, but a, a, a mem about memory. memory right? Yeah. So I feel like I don't know how you would have necessarily done that because to your point, it's an actor showcase. It's a showcase for Brendan Fraser, right? Yeah. He's in ninety percent of the probably ninety nine percent of this movie. Um, he's acting his ass off and he does a fantastic but not in, not job. Not acting but his no, ass off in a like a a showy it, kind of like I'm trying like to the Fablemans win a, yes, sometimes. We, we you guys can check out our Fablemans review, which we also really liked. I probably liked it more than this movie, but. Dano and, and Michelle Williams and that are giving your kind of classic like there's a lot I'm of sort acting of, yeah like uh, you can so, uh, we're actors and like where Brendan Fraser does feel very natural in this like he feels like uh, again I agree with you with the makeup and everything it did take me a second because you just you know Brendan Fraser right so like you it takes that like kind of maybe five ten minutes before you you kind of fall into the character and then i think you do lose yourself in that and i think he does a fantastic job and and those you know the final moments in the film are extremely uh, emotional and he gives it his yeah. everything and 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 he's genuinely great in the movie um i just think the surrounding material of like the movie itself is is good but yeah. like i don't really have you know much else to say other than that like i think it is a pretty straightforward story um i think again the brendan fraser's performance is great i just have a hard time going like you know what brendan fraser could have starred in i it's not the same thing but like starting a a play version on this in new york or whatever and i i feel like you'd get the exact same experience so like a lot of the times i'm just like you know why and then like I, I get why but then right. for me personally I wanted something a little more especially from Aronofsky who you mentioned all these films that have this visceral kind of nature to them and the style to them where I don't think you get a lot of him um, you only get like you a get little, little touches yeah. here and there like there's a moment where Sadie Sink is about to walk down the hall or like kind of looks down the hall and yeah. then the there's like this room tone that yeah. kind of happens and that is very much like him playing with like when um randy the ram robinson in in the wrestler has his hearing aids and he kind of yeah. tweaks them around and you yeah. hear like the frequency change like he's always been interested in that kind of stuff and, and there you are, mentioned sound design and all a lot of his movies yeah right? yeah, yeah. There, and there are little touches and i i do applaud aronofsky for just doing something that's a little bit more grounded in, yeah. in a reality and kind of you know making it kind of a uh, um, our hermetically sealed single location story that is I feel like we're seeing simply a told. A lot of this because well, it's, of it's COVID, one of the I think, yeah yeah too. it's 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 either we're seeing <laughs> the the you know single location movie that you know sequesters a group of actors for a time being or we're seeing films that are so bombastic and over the top and maximalist in their style so it's like yeah. one or the other and there's not a lot of kind of in between um but when you're watching this it's 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 just interesting to think like oh okay like you know aronofsky can kind of do it's still it's still it's still a a, a, a strange kind of unique take on a story of redemption totally. and you know positivity but and if you're not familiar with the play like that's all gonna yeah. be new and to i you, think that's right? also good yeah. for for our point of view because the story the story works like it didn't feel simply like i mean there are certain things you can kind of predict as the story moves yeah. along but 
it's still fresh where like if you're watching you know the 15th version of Macbeth oh I think if you've already seen this play you've already seen this movie unless you're interested in Brendan Fraser's portrayal if you really liked the play or if you were curious to see um, what Aronofsky would do do. with it and I I guess you know I'm also saying this like it's the exact same thing as the stage play I've never seen it so that's uh, take that with a grain of salt um a24 if you do your movie in four by three they will just dump truck them whatever money they have on them yeah in front of your house well that was like, that was that was darren aronofsky's real pitch he was like guys i want to work with you and they're like darren you, you know, have like, to shoot it in four three yeah it, it, no like they were like oh we don't know if we can really pull this one off but he's like if i shoot it in four by three and, he, and they were like how much you need yeah and uh, matthew lubatique's cinematography it is looks like, nice though it i will say it that has it, a good I like kind of nice maybe is the wrong word but like it has a, there's a texture i was to gonna it. use the word texture and I, I don't know if he shot it on film i don't i don't it, know it, it but, almost you know what it almost um, looks like a cronenberg movie it yeah. has this kind of sickly green yeah. kind of hue Brown, yeah. emanating from it and yeah. like you do feel and smell it in a way like it does sure. it does have uh, uh, like the room itself no, the, it the main room yeah. that you can kind of again the visceral quality of it like I think one of the the best touches of, of you know the prosthetics is some of the sweat and yeah. some of the the absolutely that, the the just the twitchiness of, yep. of, of, of the suit itself because um, again it's just a very dimly lit kind of bungalow apartment but yeah I, I think oh, that's something that I think yeah. is important to talk about so this play this play takes place in Idaho very conservative sure red state there yeah. are times throughout the film where the characters are watching the news and watching primaries and ted cruz is mentioned and you know this character being a gay man and yeah. someone who is basically causing self-inflicted harm uh and punishing himself yeah. um for you know having lost someone and feeling guilty for having destroyed you know other people's lives that are close to him yeah I think is also important to kind of take into the context. I would be curious to know um, if that was added into this production because the play has been around for a little while. Now. Yeah. Well, I'm sure maybe it was in there, but they just kind of modernized yeah. it a little bit. That's kind of what I, my takeaway yeah. was from that. Sadie but. Sink's character is named Ellie, and there's yeah. a character named Alan. Yeah. Jurassic Park. Yeah. There and Last of Us. Um, I'll always bring it back. Um, I thought Sadie Sink was good. Um, She's fine. I yeah, think I think yeah. Brendan Fraser is the best, but yeah, I also totally. really liked Hong Chow, who yeah. you know again could I did have a played Hong Chow double feature today. with the menu. Yeah. I yeah. think she could have easily played it like. She's she's a kind of no nonsense caretaker, but it's not in a way that's like overly showy. It's kind of like mm-hmm. I'm just tired. And she I'm has exhausted. one really great moment. Yeah, that, like um, that I think is is quite excellent. Like so. it makes me even more mad at Alexander Payne for the way he directed her in Downsizing because she's so also good. Also a TIFF movie. <laughs> she's so good in the whale and yeah. so understated, and it's like she's very good in the menu as well. I, I mean, she's like good her. in general. Yeah, I really yeah. loved her in, in uh, Paul Thomas Anderson's Inherent Vice as well. Yeah, um, but yeah, like Downsizing is just not a great movie. Uh, no, so yeah, no, not, it's yeah. It, if if you are a theater person and yeah. you haven't seen the whale. It, it's definitely a recommendation. If you're an Aronofsky fan, sure, it's probably going yeah. to be minor. Yeah, work I hate, from him. I hate saying that, but I, I definitely agree. But still, we're where, seeing it because oh, he's I a love, great. I love filmmaker. him, and I'll, yeah. I'll see anything he he makes, and I still it's again better than 
80% of the stuff that you might go see on a Saturday afternoon. Uh, I thought you were going to say it's better whatever, than 80% of the... God damn it. I'm still running off four hours sleep. Um, but hey, that's also saying something. I was running off four hours sleep. I did not fall asleep in, uh, in the whale. You it, might be alluding kept, to something. Uh, it kept me engaged uh, the whole time. So like, yeah, I didn't not like it. I just think... Frasier's really great, and oh, there's a giant-ass spider that just crawled under our feet as we, uh, it's not giant, but it's like, you know, pretty decent size, or is that an ant? No, it's a spider, right? Yeah, cool. Cool, 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 cool. Um, <laughs> that's an Aronofsky thing, you just have a weird spider. I mean, that's more Denny Belleville. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, fair. Fair, 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 fair. Uh, yeah, I think Brendan Fraser's great. I think the movie is good. He'll probably get an Oscar nomination uh, for Yeah, it. absolutely. I, we were talking on the way over, and I'm like, uh, Hollywood does love their transformative comeback performances. So yeah, but it, sometimes... someone in a lot of heavy makeup yeah, and stuff like that. But so. sometimes it can be disingenuous, and I feel like with this, it is a very sincere, emotionally powerful performance. I agree, and I think he uh, does a great job. Um, all right, let's wrap it there. I'm going to give the movie... Ooh, I'm going to give the movie... I think a 3.5 for me. Yeah, I'll go with 3.5. I think it, it ends in a very um, devastating manner yeah. that I think does earn that extra 0. 0.5. Yeah, that's to the kind point of, where like, I was I moved by that final sequence. So um, As yeah. we get up and try to see if there's spiders on us. Yeah. <laughs> These have been a ride, everyone. Um, thank you all for listening. We really appreciate it. As you can tell, we're recording these uh, like outdoors. That's why the audio has been kind of janky throughout this whole thing. But echoey. I think echoey sometimes. There's spiders crawling us, uh, other things. But uh, go check out all of our other reviews. We have reviews right up, uh, right up, up right now of The Fablemans and Glass Onion. We have Bros and Brother. We have The Swimmers and Weird. Um, I think that's everything that's up right now. Um, uh, Fablemans, yeah, uh, Knives it. Out. Causeway will go up soon. Yeah. But, like, we have a lot more coming. So uh, keep it right here on Untitled Movie Reviews on Podcast Services, uh, Untitled Movie Podcast over on YouTube, or the one-stop shop over on Letterboxd at Untitled underscore Movies. Uh, as always, my name is Matt Rohrbeck. You can find more of my work around the internet, mostly at UntitledMoviePodcast.com, and you can follow me on all those social medias at Matt Rohrbeck. And I'm Eric Marchin. You can find more of my video reviews views on rogerstv.com slash cinema scene and on all the social medias at em6211 until next time witness the reintroduction of brendan frazier